Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit Zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. This is David Prosper, host of The Leadership Revolution. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast from Public House Media. Friday on Public House Media, and I'm sitting here with my LaCroix, just waiting to talk about Harvey Weinstein and his um his operatic counterpart, uh, Placido Domingo, who's like the opera world equivalent of Harvey Weinstein. Um, so we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to, when at the end, I think we're going to talk about a little bit about my friend Corey Feldman. Um, we're not totally ready to do an episode with Corey, but... I feel like we should talk about him at least a little bit um, before that happens. Come on, phone. Work with me here. Work with me. Okay. All right. I'm going to take a second to share the show, which you should also do, because sharing is caring. We go through this every single time. Every single time we go through this. Let's see here. There it is. Right post. This nonsense. And some LaCroix <laughs> post. There, Dunsies. So it's time to talk about things. Um, I don't have a face this this time of the show because, I mean, <sighs> why, 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 why? What is the point? Um, my skin is on a break. My skin has been quarantined. Not that it looks like it, but it has. My hair has definitely been quarantined, for sure. Just got, thank God, I just got it done on Monday. So it's like sitting in its, um, it's, it's, in, in, it's in its sitting time, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. Any hoozles. David Bobkey, is that you? Does it sound okay? I'm using a different microphone. I'm really hoping that it is, because this is jumping out of my ear. Tis... It's, I use this, I had other podcast interviews today, not for this show, for other people's shows, um, and this kept popping out of my ear. It was so, it was infuriating, like absolutely infuriating. I like using this kind of a setup though, because the earpiece makes it so that this piece, the piece that I talk into, the microphone part, um, that it like moves with me because I'm always like around here and LaCroix. So let us get into the situations. I can see people coming in, but it's not notifying me because of this stupid changeover in Facebook Live that's driving me absolutely bonkers, by the way. Um, So if you're coming in, let me know who you are. (laughs) Leave a comment so I can see because this is a discussion. This isn't me talking to you. It's us talking together as a as a unit as a tea spilling team which is about the only team we're allowed to be on these days so anyway as you probably heard mr harvey weinstein has come down with covid19 which is just a hilarious joke um 
and he's being put into isolation. The weird thing about that, though, is that he was in isolation before. He was in solitary confinement before because um, if he was in general population, you know and I know that he'd be getting tore up Medea style. So unfortunately, unfortunately, that would be just a level of poetic justice that would just be <sighs> music to all of our ears is not happening. But that's that's what happens. That's absolutely what happens. Um, for my documentary, we interviewed this guy who was in prison in Germany for um, attempted murder of all things. Weird, right? Um, David Bobke commented on you. Why can't I see you have, like, why can't I see the comments? I can see it on my phone. I can't see it on my laptop. Now we're just going to have to. This hat is chat is hat trashed. <laughs> but I can hear you fine. Okay, fine. Cool. If you can hear me, then I guess we'll just have to rock with it. This old icky version of. Uh, this version used to work just fine. I don't know why they want to do this new Facebook Live stuff. So, anyway, so. I feel like right after the show, right after the show last week, Harvey Weinstein is like, oh, I have, I have come down with the coronavirus. I must be in isolation. So he's getting isolated. He, he doesn't have nothing but a case because two days prior, they started his extradition process to try him in Los Angeles because the judicial system and the public is not done with Mr. Weinstein, not done at all. So he got his, his little 23 years in New York, but that's, you know. That's not counting what we have in store for him in Los Angeles, um, which I think we should all get to because, like, we can do some real tea spilling on this show. They're going to court at Stanley Mosque. Psh, I basically have a parking spot over there. That's going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, hi, Brittany. Okay, finally, 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 finally. This is working. So, if you came in, can you send me a comment or something so I can see? And Jason. Oh, Jason, are you feeling okay? What's going on over there? Um... So yeah, so two days prior to him saying that, oh, I've got the, I've got the coronavirus, they're starting his extradition process from New York to Los Angeles. And you know, you remember, we did several shows on how hard it was to get him from the courthouse onto Rikers Island in his cell where he rightfully belongs. Um, because, you know, he took several stops at the hospital and threw all kinds of temper tantrums. And that's, you know, all that jazz. So now it's time for him to be tried in Los Angeles for his other various crimes. How exciting. Um, and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, cough, cough. I've got the Coronas. Like, really? It wouldn't surprise me if he got Epstein. And I always told you, what have I always told you on the show? Oh, wait. What have I always told you on the show? Is that Harvey is the sacrificial lamb for this entire situation, and the situation has showed up. David Cade! I was thinking of calling the other day, because I have Thailand questions, but we'll put a pin in that. Um, so, does he have coronavirus? I don't think he does. I don't think he does. I think a lot of these people um, say what you want about Cardi B, but she, she says what she says, and... I think she's absolutely right. I think these people that are coming down with coronavirus um, do not have it. I don't think they have it at all. I think they're liars. That's, that's what I'm here for. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so then the same day, as if that wasn't like 
far-fetched enough. The same day, this Placido Domingo fellow, who is a opera legend, as they say, um, he's been caught up in cases for, you know, sexual harassment. The same stuff that Harvey Weinstein does just in the opera community, which is really amazing. Um, to think that there's a Harvey Weinstein type in the opera community, but trash dick is trash dick. It's everywhere. You can't escape it, I guess. Um, so this guy, who's also worth a cool 300 million BTW, um, <laughs> donated like a half a million bucks, like I guess like last year to like some charity that was like a victims of sexual assault and domestic violence and this, that, and the other thing, which is great. That's lovely. That's like, say, Steven Tyler building a house for teen mothers because he's got a guilty conscience about participating in that, I suppose. Um, nothing wrong with righting wrongs or at least trying to, but guilty is guilty, my friends. So on the same day that Harvey Weinstein is at Rikers Island, coming down with the case of the sniffles. Apparently this guy's like, yep, I've got the Rona, y'all. I've got the Rona. Can't do anything. Mm, sorry. I was like, really? You expect us to believe this crap? Like, you're worth $300 million. And I feel this way about other people that are saying this too. In this bracket. You're worth $300 million. You fly private. You have private doctors. You have every resource in the world available to you, but somehow magically you've gotten this virus. It just, I don't believe it. I don't believe it for like a second, like not even a second. I don't believe this guy. So if that wasn't, if that wasn't crazy enough, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, there's other people like, um, prime minister of the UK, Boris, what's his face? He's got the Rona. Who else? Justin Trudeau's wife. Lots of prime ministers coming down with this shenanigan. Weird. So strange. Um, and then who else? There's been a... There's somebody else that came out today that's like, oh, it's a coronavirus. How crazy. Okay. So my general consensus is that I just don't believe them. And if you're one of these people that has every resource available to you and you don't mingle with like normal people or the public, which I totally understand. I do not advocate either one of those behaviors, but you fly private, you live behind a wall, private doctors, you're fine if you miss a paycheck or two. Why are you screaming the loudest? Why are you out here being like, oh my God, the sky is falling. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense at all. Not even the little tiniest bit. So let's move on to my friend Corey Feldman. So when Corey's documentary came out a couple weeks ago, um, it was like a flash for like two or three days, but it was between shows. And then by the time that show, that week show rolled around, it had been, uh, Harvey Weinstein had been sentenced to 23 years in prison. And we were all like, yay, how very exciting, which is great. Wonderful. That's the idea. Hello, people coming in. I can see the number coming up up here, but I can't see who it is because this version of live is trash. So leave me a comment so I know who you are um, and I can say hello to you. 
anyway, so that's why we didn't, I, I said we were going to do a, a episode on Corey Feldman's documentary and then we couldn't do it because Harvey Weinstein got sentenced to 23 years in Rikers Island. Like, hello, we've been working towards this for two years. So it kind of got put to the back burner. But despite not talking about it on the show, I did text him and I was like, Corey, what's up, buddy? Um, what's going on with your documentary? Because he's been talking about doing that forever. And him and I have had several, several talks over the years about um, what did and did not happen to him, what did and did not occur between him and Michael Jackson, and what did and did not occur between Corey Haim and several people around town that you have heard of. Um, which is actually how I, I met Corey Feldman because of Corey Haim's death. So what had happened was, this is the interesting story of me. So back in the day, um, I was on my way to Cannes. I was planning my first trip to Cannes. And again, this was several years ago, <laughs> planning my first trip to Cannes and through the grapevine, um, my friend, my now friend Angela, um, was also on her way to Cannes because she was in this movie opposite Corey Haim called American Sunset that consequently shot in Canada. Weird. Um, but because Corey had died just down the hill from me at, um, I almost called it the Palmwoods. <laughs> it's not called the Oakwoods anymore, but back then it used to be the called the Oakwoods. It's like the short-term apartment complex that's on like the other side of my hill. Um, but everybody stays there for pilot season or like the end of your career and or life. Um, and... Another fun fact, the Palm Woods on Big Time Rush is modeled after that, um, after that apartment complex. So, Corey Haim dies. I didn't know who he was. I'd never heard of him. I think I'm a little bit discosh too young to know who he was. I've seen Stand By Me and, you know, all of this stuff, but, like, I didn't know who either one of these cats were. So, American Sunset gets pushed in a can because of Corey Haim's death. Through the grapevine, people are like, Hey, you're going to Cannes, you're going to Cannes, go to Cannes together. So we were like, cool, yeah, great. We booked it, didn't even talk before we did it. We booked our, we booked our own flights, obviously, and then booked a place together on um, Francaise Tonner, which is like kind of down the way from Cannes, um, but still walkable, but there's a shuttle. So we got this like little short-term apartment together, And but Angela had showed up before me and then um, I was like, I guess I just got to go find this chick. And I was walking down the Quasette, like, towards the Palais. And she's like, Rachel, we'd never met anymore. I'm like, do I look that American? Do I look that tragically American? Seriously? Um, Alexa Polar. Thanks, Alexa Polar, for coming in. So her and I did Can together. And I got to learn a whole lot of stuff about Corey Haim that I didn't really ever intend on knowing because I didn't know he existed until this time. Um, and then... So that was May, Candace in May. Um, and then Angela, because she's my crazy friend, because if it wasn't for crazy friends, I'd have no friends at all, um, ended up staying in France for like six months. And she went over towards Monaco, and then she lived in Paris for a few months. She, she's crazy. So that she did that for a while. And then we're like, let's go to Sundance that following year, which is in January. So May, June, July, August, September. October, November, December. Yeah, she stayed in France for a long time. And then she was back in Canada for like a month or two. Like, yeah, let's go to Sundance. So she flew from Eastern Canada, I think from like Bangor, Maine or something, met me in LA. And then we rented a car, put my dog in it and all of her stuff. And we drove to Sundance. 
did Sundance. That's super wild. There's actually still a bunch of pictures and videos and stuff from that. So on our way home from Sundance, back to LA, because she stayed with me for like a week or two after that, um, Corey Feldman called up and was like, hey, Angela, we need to talk. And we were like, oh, what is this going to be like? Like we were, it was, it was seemingly unfriendly at the time. Um, so we're like, okay, I mean, I guess like meet us at Boa Steakhouse or whatever. We didn't know he was a vegetarian at the time, but whatever, it was, it was delicious. So he meets us at Boa. We have this whole pow, or I was just like powwow adjacent, but that's how him and I became friends was because of that whole freaking ordeal. And we've been friends ever since, we, you know, from the first time I ever watched a 3D movie was because Corey was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in Las Vegas. What are you doing? He's like, uh, I want to, I just got this new TV and it's like 3D. Like you got to come over and see this it's crazy. And I'm like, okay. Like I was planning on coming home today anyway. So <laughs> put my dog in the car and we drove home, but stopped at Corey's first. And he's like, you got to come in and see this TV. So <laughs> that was the first time I watched a 3D movie was with Corey Feldman in his living room and in Encino. Um, and we just talk about things, just talk about lots about Michael Jackson and, how this town's rampant with pedophilia and like all the things that you've heard, all the talking points that you've heard Corey Feldman talk about. We've just talked about more details than that. So I texted him around that and he's like, I'm going into hiding for two weeks. Like this is crazy. And then I'll reemerge. So he should be reemerging probably this week, I think, depending on how the, how the news cycle goes. And then we'll probably, and I'll probably end up having him on the show at some point. We can powwow and talk about these things documentaries, Charlie Sheen raping Corey Haim as a child, you know, fun stuff like that. The things that, as you do, you know, the things that we do on this show. So I just wanted to give a little background on that because I feel like it's coming. And this is going to be really, um, I don't want to say defining, but it's going to be a major linchpin in this whole situation. Because as I've always told you, Harvey Weinstein's like the heart, the, like the sacrificial lamb of this. The media started with him and this whole thing started with him because most of the time, save for Kate Beckinsale and a few other people, he was doing this with adult women um, who were probably barely legal, some of them, but still adult women, not children. There is a whole other section of this town that has been abusing and sexually abusing ch children, children, small children, for a very, very long time. Kevin Spacey. Um, so we're going to explore that. But as this is all unfolding, now that we're sitting here two and a half years into this situation, October, November, December, January, February, March, almost, almost two and a half years. Um, into the situation as we're going to put Harvey Weinstein to bed, all of those, I don't want to say successors, but all everybody in line behind him headed to Rikers Island, headed to Twin Towers, headed to, uh, he committed suicideville. All of those people are going to come out of the woodwork now. Sean Rosenberg. Hi, Sean Rosenberg. Thanks for coming by. Um, so that's what we're going to see. That's what though that's where this is going. If anybody asks you, oh, but like, where is this gonna go now? Like the impact, the, the impact is here, and it's gonna keep. It's like a mushroom cloud, man. It's just forming, and it's just gonna keep 
convecting in and on itself, which is the point. That's why we've, you know, been doing this for the time that we've been doing it. And it's reverberating around the world. It's so amazing. So I will leave you for, with that for this week. And then next week we'll talk about other things. God knows. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Andrew Hill. Hello, Andrew Hill. Wait, I said on Twitter that I was going to talk about Joe Biden today. So I'm, I have to. I almost forgot about old Joe. Here's an interesting thing. If you want to go see, like, the story of, you know, the woman who's come out against him and said that he raped her in 1993 and all of that jazz, you can go read that. I don't need to regurgitate that for you. What I do need to regurgitate to you is, uh, I think maybe a year ago, or maybe even more, we did a show on, like, the Time's Up Me Too situation over at CAA, over at UTA, um, these big agencies that are like, oh yeah, we're we're in the hashtag Me Too movement. We're actually going to do things about this and we're going to set up a fund and we're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. Just a bunch of absolute crap. Um, lies. Lies. On, I mean, they did those things, but they're not necessarily invested in, oh, invested in actually doing the right thing. So, this, the real scandal here with Joe that's like not anything you haven't seen before. Oh, politicians raping people? <gasps> Shocking. How st oh, they lied? A politician lied? How strange. Shocking. These are not things that I necessarily need to drive home on, on this show or really anywhere. Because in your heart of hearts, you know this. You're If you're an adult, you get it. Um, but what I do want to talk about is how that faction of Me Too, the organized 501c4 or whatever, three whatever tax exempt status that they've put on themselves and, you know, they're patting themselves on the back and doing all of those things, whatever those are, um, they have actively, actively tried to downplay the several women that have come out against Joe Biden. They've actively, hi, Donnie, thanks for coming in. They have actively tried to downplay and suppress all those videos that you that are out there floating around of like joe biden constantly rubbing his crotch on children smelling people's hair doing all types of weird stuff in front of large gigantic crowds of people where he knows that there's media he knows there is but when the media is willing to protect you i guess you can just run around and do whatever you want um but that's not a thing anymore. And I think it's, I think it, it sucks, but I guess that's okay. Like, however it has to happen is however it has to happen. But I think because he's like sliding in, um, I don't want to say popularity, but like viability perhaps with like, just like the speeches that he's giving and stuff like that. Like, you're like, Grandpa Joe. Whatever this is, it's not, it's not going to work, which I think is really interesting because if you look at, um, like fashion magazines, I would say two years ago, probably specifically Laura Brown at in style calling her out. She has been clapping like a seal for this dude for so long. And it's like, Laura, as the editor of this magazine, that's about fashion, first of all, and there ain't nothing fashionable on this man. Um, why is this leg around you? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What is, what's going on here? So 
that's the scandal on it is that the media has actively tried to make excuses for cover up um and just kind of pad him along the vp to presidential race i guess i don't know if you're gonna pick a pony to to cover for i don't for the life of me i don't know why it would be that one i really don't like why for why what come on this is ridiculous so that's what i wanted to talk about with joe Biden. i'm sure that will unfold more i don't think it's going to go really any farther than it already has but it might um especially if um joe is involved in these like group abuse things who else you know who knows who's going to come out of the woodwork on that one uh, oh wait 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 and who else has the to harken back to our first original uh topic um prince charles has covid19 this is now popping up amongst the royals seriously they handled with kid gloves upon hand like they're literally not even allowed to shake hands with people and he doesn't do anything because nobody likes prince charles they never have so in my opinion i think this is their way to um skip the king generation and let that fall on William's head. Not that it matters because it, no one, literally no one cares, but um, it's just inconceivable to me that people who fly private have extremely strict rules and interactions with the general public, even if it happens and private doctors and this, that, and the other thing that they're just somehow contracted this virus that's it's i just don't i just don't believe it i just don't it's a cover for some other nonsense so i will leave you with that um go back a few years and check out that um episode that i did about the organization of times up me too within caa within uta within the big agencies um because it, it wasn't just me talking about it like they've had a lot of backlash it's like oh yeah so you were a part of the problem and now you're getting all this funding to quote unquote solve the problem from within like stop it like this is just this is just silly so i will leave you with that for this week <sighs> next week god only knows what's going to happen because the show writes itself and we will find <sighs> some other bag to unpack and some new flavor of Lacroix, perhaps we'll all do it together the no filter friday team Check out other shows on um, Public House Media. We're getting um, more new shows as the new year progresses. And of course, this is like peak podcasting time because everybody's bored of their skulls, bored to tears. Um, so you can just sit around and, and listen to everything on Public House Media. And it doesn't have to be me. Um, you could do Choose to Rise or The Motivational Show, Confessions of a Military Spouse. There's all kinds, CJ and Sal. There's all kinds of shows on the network that you can... Um, explore that are way less dark and dirty than this one so i will see you all next week bye 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 bye, bye.